Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the A7FL other side of the ball. My name is Casey Cox, the host of this podcast. Alongside me for this journey is my co-host, the division owner of Nevada, and also now minor league football hall of fame inductee. It is Double D, Derek Duncan. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? What's up? I like you adding that uh, Hall of Fame inductee thing into my intro. Let's wait till I'm actually in there before we start getting too crazy with it. But thank you very much. I am super excited, Casey. We've had a really, really good week of A7 action, lots of activity. And on our show with us tonight, we have the future of A7FL Vegas in a few new coaches and one returning coach who is here to talk about where his team's headed. So first up, we'll talk about Oldie Goldie, a guy who's already been around and is a arena football legend around this town and around the country. Coach Anthony Bartley, say what's up. Good job, coach. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Also, not to be outdone, uh, probably as big of a name in the football community in Vegas, uh, the gentleman who was running a lot of things for the Govs eight-man team here in Las Vegas, Coach AJ, Coach Q. He just told me how to pronounce his last name, and now I'm screwing it up already. Okay. Coach Q, give it to give us to it the right way, Coach Q. It's uh, Andriano Kitigua. 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 Islands. <laughs> All right. All right. Also on the show, we have the newly appointed head coach. Well, I guess we'll call him the player director of personnel and director of all things gold, Jeremiah Reeves of the Vegas Gold. Welcome aboard, Jeremiah. Coach. Welcome aboard, Jeremiah. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. And then last and definitely not least, uh, returning player from formerly of the Insomniacs and now GMing, head coaching his own team over the top, Gerard Hurd, a.k.a. G. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right. podcast. All right, fellas, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Before we get into talking about Vegas, I want to run down a conversation that was had on the three-on-one podcast. For those of you who are new to what we do here and haven't been listening to our show, we exist because the guys back east who were running a podcast weren't talking about the West enough. As I've said many times, no fault of their own. We weren't getting covered very much. They knew very little about us. But now that we are, they're talking about us quite a bit. And unfortunately for uh, the existing teams, they're not talking very strong about us. So they did a what they would like to call a preseason 
top 10 poll. They're calling an AP top 10 poll because our lead commentator is an AP award-winning journalist and Matt Ryan, he won an, an award in 2011. So they called it their AP top 10. And on that AP top 10, our Nevada division champions, the force have been locked in at the sixth spot. Boo. <laughs> I, I find that extremely interesting based on the way the playoffs went and the, the results yeah. in the playoffs. But oh, I absolutely was, agree. But that was their opinion. Not pictured on the list is any other team in the West at all. They talked about yeah. the they talked about the Aces narrowly losing to the Force and not making the list. They added the Covington Heist on it, who I don't believe even made the playoffs. Uh, right, but where, where? But to their point, this was supposed to be the list for this coming season. <laughs> not the list of where it ended up last season. So they had Curtis Jones on the podcast two weeks ago. He put the force at number four. I personally think the force belong at number four. I would say the pit bosses probably belong at eight or nine right now, based on what I know of the squad and who I believe is coming back healthy. But again, to their point, they don't know what we're up to, what we're doing in the lab. So uh, before we get into talking about the goings on in Vegas, I wanted to ask Coach Bartley, since you are the one coach who uh, has some stroke from last year that might be able to speak on this intelligently, what is your thoughts about the force, our division champion from the West, getting relegated to the sixth spot out of ten teams yeah. and the pit bosses and the, the aces or any other team from the West not making the, the top ten? Well, you know, I, I... – I'm just going to be up front. You know, I've been on the East Coast. I've seen what football is about on the East Coast. I'm not impressed at all. These rankings are garbage. If you ask my opinion, you know, honestly, the force. Yeah, I would I would give them, you know, at best fourth, maybe even fifth. But I look at some of these other teams and I know head-to-head, even if they met up with my squad, I'd probably beat the brakes off of them, even with a limited number of players. And let's – thank you for that. So let's be real about about this. Uh, The reason why these polls rarely get disputed in any strength is because these teams rarely get the opportunity to play one another when you have divisions set up the way we are. So if you go to college football, when you do your power rankings, one through 25, you know, the Mountain West might end up with two teams on there, but they won't play any of the other power five conference teams that are in the top 25 to show that they are a better team very frequently and vice versa. So, and, and it's even deeper in our league, especially in this incoming season, they're going to set things up where, travel doesn't happen very much at all to keep our internal league costs down so that once we're done and we determine our champion from Nevada, then we will travel to, or they will travel to depending on our records and depending on our power ranking. So we won't get an opportunity, but for one or two teams to even prove somebody wrong, except for when we do the crossover games, should those happen properly. So, right. 
I also want to get the take of Mr. G Sosa or G Hurd, since you spent some time in this league last season and as a former insomniac who is coming off an 0 six season, what do you, what do you expect to see out of a team like the force that you saw play and you played against? And how do you feel about them being the only team to even crack the top 10? Personally, I I don't like the list either because like their second round in that East Coast playoff, they played the number one team. And as we see that, that first playoff game, they, they did their thing. Obviously, I feel going against anybody in the East, the force would be very dominant, actually. Now, the rankings, I agree with Coach Farley. I'd probably give him five, possibly four. But also, we have to remember that was our first year as a league, as a division. Absolutely. But that was our first year. They're talking about next year. So that is actually my point in the whole thing. We had teams that never played against that level of talent, never played this style of ball before. Now we have. Do you, you, and we, you know, we were in the Elite Eight last year. Do you really think we're only going to go back to the Elite Eight next year with the exact, you know, with, with a better squad, with better knowledge, and, and a better understanding of how to win at football in this, in this arena? I, I have a really hard time believing that. And as I said on a podcast previous to this, Absolutely. A Vegas team will be in the final four this season. I don't know if Absolutely. it's going to be the force, but a representative of Las Vegas will be in the final four this year. And w- once I see how these rosters are constructed and get through week two or three, I think I have a good idea who that's going to be, but right. it's, ve- it's Vegas time. Right. And I Absolutely. Agree. And I was, I was going to say, I listened, I listened to that three, one podcast and I heard, heard them throw that list together. And then I heard them throw the force in number six. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. With the way things happened last season, with it being their first year, you're only going to give them six. I gave them four, maybe five, but I gave them four. Um, when, when I heard them do it, I said, here's, here's how I'd lay it out. I, I see Patterson, BIC as one and two, flip those two, whatever. And then, you know, three was kind of a, a long shot. I couldn't really remember much of who else. Uh, was gators were every top. nightcrawler. So they, yeah, they had- Gators. Yeah. But I was like, honestly, if I put the force up against any of those Florida teams, the force would have beat them hands down. So why are they not above just looking at talent level? Why are they not above the, the, the sixth spot? They at least deserve five. I think they deserve four. And I yeah, think so- absolutely that the pit bosses deserved seven or eight. But I don't know if the pit bosses deserved anything uh, other than a conversation about what next season is going to be. I know the guys on that team. I know the talent level on that team. And I personally would put them at about an eight or a nine based on the teams that made the list. But absolutely above the fucking snow tribe at number 10 like right absolutely right exactly no that was my point that was my point <laughs> yeah, let, let, and let me yeah, put this out like, there let me let me put <laughs> the this snow out there. tribe was the no tribe right <laughs> right let, let, let me put this out there and and did this Corey was a fun fact. let me put this out there and this was a fun fact as because i i brought this to 
to KC's attention when we spoke earlier. You know, uh, if every if everybody go back a little bit of time in history, uh, the pit bosses was the only team that have shut the force down a complete half. Not even BIC did that. Well, they did in the playoff game. They, the force didn't score in the first half. So, well, even still, you right. know, considering it's, what a big, we, it's a big deal. You're absolutely right. That's a huge. That's a huge deal. You know, and I did it with nine players. Yeah. Right. You know, um, they only put up 25 points against me. The Snow Tribe got got mollywopped, ran off the field. They shouldn't have even been on that field. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they got the invite, to be honest. And that, that's yeah. something that we, we, we will be looking at the playoff structure over the course of the next six months as we lead up into the spring season. But the point I wanted to make is you got a Snow Tribe team that got a zero that, that got donuts hung on them three different times and now because they've got a couple two or three new guys that are being added to that team suddenly they're elevated to the number 10 team in the country now i would say no i would say no shade on tory hammond but i need to throw some shade here real quick well then you need to do that to me too because i got absolutely yeah so so my, my boy Corey hammond who i who i care for dearly is the equivalent of Ryan Fitzpatrick in the NFL. The force. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the force. In yes. Their, the Vegas and the force in their very first season has as many playoff wins as Corey has in his entire career. And he wants <laughs> to, to talk about elevating the, that team to a number 10 spot and being a playoff team. Oh. I, I, I'm not saying they're not. There's, I'm just saying that they're, they don't have as good a chance of making the playoffs as the pit bosses. Well. Based well, on and, the, the roster I'm aware of. And and just having Corey Hammond alone doesn't elevate that roster to a 10 spot. Oh, um, no, they got they got, I mean, they got is, that too. Is, it's not, it's right, not right. like they just but, got Corey Hammond. They got three I mean, legacy guys. That, I mean, I mean, he he told me he told me when we had a personal conversation that if I was going to, you know, throw something at him, throw it right. But so there is a reason why. I mean, he does have a gray hair for every team in the league that's cut him in the right. A7FL. So, I mean, <laughs> there's that, too. Yeah, so my, my challenge with all of this, to, to, be, to be frank, is so we had a conversation on our very first podcast about what it would have meant if in the first season each one of the Vegas teams had a legacy A7FL player on their team like a Corey Hammond, how much better they would have done this season. And I said all of them likely would have been let's say 20, 30% better, just because they would have had a better understanding of play calling, of movements, of the, the things that each team's trying to do against you. These guys know film. They know each other. They've been playing against each other for eight, nine years now. They know exactly how everybody moves. And, you know, Corey brings some talent to the table. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's cement feet in the pocket, Drew Bledsoe style, but He's got talent. Right. He, he, th he can throw a rock. He's got a weird throwing motion, but but he delivers the yeah. ball. And I get on him. I get on him quite a bit. But the point was, you take some some experience like that from the legacy leagues, and you put it on one of these squads, whether they're actually on the field playing or not, they're giving you like IQ knowledge about the game. And I think that would elevate our the, the game in Vegas more so than the talent level out in the East. I'm not saying that they don't have a ton of talent because obviously they do. But across the board, 
they all got experience and that and, and cohesiveness. And that's more of the reason why I think they win. That's yeah, my, that's absolutely. my perspective though. I agree. I agree from seeing what I saw. They do. They have more experience. They have more continuity as teams because they've had more team, more time in the league. And so they do gel better and they do bring a different level of play. Um, Vegas didn't understand that level of play because like we've said, it's, it was our first year in the league give us a next year. We're going to be that much better. There's going to be a team in the final four, no doubt from Vegas. That's just the way it's going to be. Watch out. Here we come. <laughs> so that's a, that's a check that you and I are going to go cash together. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like we're, I feel like we're in a pack 12 and, and they're the sec, you know, sec can go to a national championship and not even win the conference. Right. <laughs> That's right. exactly what we're talking about. I mean, they had set it up where two teams from the same division could meet in a national championship. Now, I think it's the game we all wanted to see. Don't get it twisted. But right. as the league gets developed, that's not the way to do it man you, you got to have no. your seating set up and you know if you want to take it out of divisions and go one through 10 or one through 12 and publish those seeds so everybody knows what they're doing but a four seat a four seated vegas team should not after winning have to turn around and play the one seed that makes no, no. sense right no. the five seed should play the one seed the four seed should potentially play the seven seed right and that's and, the way it's supposed to work and and what is uh what was what were they like a three-win team like what are they doing in the playoffs anyway exactly and then you had a team like <laughs> the hit squad that i think had one or two wins that were also in the yeah. playoffs it, it yeah just, what are they doing it, what are they doing in the playoffs it don't make sense <laughs> yeah none, none of it made any sense to me either so all right well uh unless anybody else had anything to uh, Donnie, can you please mute yourself, bro? You you were like the most awful podcast guest in the history of the world. I'm not even saying nothing. I'm just keeping exactly. Quiet. You just breathing real fucking heavy on the air for no reason. That's not even me. Okay, I'm I'm gonna mute you myself then, so we can oh make sure. Oh my god. There you go. Muted. All right. So, unless anybody else has anything on the topic, I'm, I'm Casey. I'm gonna turn it back over to you so we can move on to the reason why we're here today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd like to start um, with G first off, um, just he's going to be the he is the owner and he's bringing in the over the top. Um, I kind of want to get a feel for him. Um, what he's bringing to the A7FL Nevada strategy wise, style wise of play um, and what he's been doing to recruit players and how that's going for him so far. All right, so before we before G starts answering, I just want to make sure that we're all clear. There's no actual team owners that phrase right. keeps being thrown around. It's team managers, head coaches, GMs. There um, he is. Yeah, as, as we were discussing, Casey, you know, what I'm bringing to, to the league this upcoming fall is I'm trying to air it out, man. I'm talking old school Patriots, Tom Brady. So you're and, talking some a little air raid offense? Oh, of course. Pretty much everybody's going to need some, some fast DBs that know how to catch, because if not, we're going over the top. And, and that's the reason for the name over the top, G? I was going to say, is that the reason for the name? That is one of the reasons. And then another reason being is because I'm coming for that number one spot. Our team trying to go over the top and keep going. We got we to gotta go over the top of, of the number one team here in Vegas and then got to succeed over that 
hopefully in the spring, go over the top, make it all the way to the east. And see here, I thought you were a fan of some Esther Stallone arm wrestling movies. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm trying trying to go up and up. And personally, my my secret weapon is gonna be uh my 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 uh my secret weapon is my wide receiver, Mr. Savion Cunningham. Hey, that's no secret, bro. We put that shit all over all over Facebook. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> that, right. He, he is my uh, rookie of the year candidate going into going into the fall and spring. That dude was special and, in our and exhibition. He's an, he's an offensive MVP as well. Yeah, is that worked. correct? As or he was in the scrimmages, by my understanding. And, and, yes, in those in those scrimmages, yes, sir. That's he exciting, also, That's gonna be. Oh my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, he, uh, he also surprised when he said he also wants to get a little bit of time at running back. That that's equally scary. Yes, yeah, it that's is. gonna be a dangerous move. That's that's a shifty cat. I, I I don't picture him running anybody over, but he certainly can run around anybody from the speed I've seen. Most definitely. So, uh, what about your DG? What, what's what's that look like? Yeah, what's the defense going to be like? Defensively, uh, I actually have my 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 it, ugh, my bad. My defense wise, I'm be honest. I've been recruiting based off offense because I to be honest, I don't even have a uh, actual coach that I'm going to appoint like defense, but just serve as long as I give me some some nice guys that know how to tackle for one because to me I feel like that's a big issue when it comes to playing in a 7 If you can't tackle, you, you're you not stopping anything. Yeah, if you're reaching for dudes, you're done. Like, yep. Yeah. That's an absolute. So, so G, tell me about uh, your uh time on the insomniacs we haven't had a chance to talk about that on air i, you, right. I know yep, how many games how many games next. did you get the opportunity to actually play in uh how, how did you feel about the team construction your position in, on the team i mean i mean obviously you ultimately ended up going and starting your own so you you thought there was a better way to do it but there were some positive things i saw uh, with this team and the way it was constructed um, yes, and, and with that, I got to give a shout out to Coach Donnie. You know, when it comes to recruiting, he definitely knows what he's doing. He knows how to put a perfect team together. And it was nicely structured, but what it was is we had a lot of, I would like to say, big-headed, big-headed players. You know, everybody wanted to be that that playmaker. And that necessarily leaded us to not making any plays, to be truthful. So basically, all, all Chiefs, no Indians? Pretty much. Okay. And that's what led me to, you know, want to branch out and try, you know, the, the, the GM route. And also, I am still a player. Just have to get that out there. I am still a part of the secret package and secret weapon that is, being, that is going to be applied with this team, with this new team. Well, I want to go on record as saying I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. And <laughs> with, with you being with you being kind of the player general manager type role there and that aspect what does that aspect look for you look like for you g if you don't mind um honestly it i don't want to say it's easy because it is kind of rough because you know you don't get the respect that that the gm would get you know everybody wants to still talk to you like you know 
you're just a player, just a homie, just a part of the team. When in reality, it's like, no, I still make the big moves for this organization, you know, for, for, for the team. And it, that's the only problem I run into. It runs, it gets you to button heads with players. They get to, you know, once again, that's where you find out who it is that wants to play chief instead of being a player. They, everybody wants to play the role of captain and run, run this and run that. But mostly, I'm going to be honest, I like it because I also, after, you know, being in the front office, handling what needs to be handled on the outside of the field, I get to go on the field and still show them that I got to also do what is needed to be done on the field for what was done off the field to all work together. Yeah, that's nice. That's an element that's missing for me now that I'm not playing anymore. Like these, the, the way this thing is constructed, how much fun it looks like the guys are having down on the field. When seeing that from the booth and not being on the field and standing you know, on the sidelines, it, it's a completely different feel. So when I got the opportunity to run the sidelines for the you know, championship game in LA and I got to run the sidelines for uh, uh, when the force played BIC, even though they had me handling holding the damn uh, field marker, it, it felt like I was involved, you know, and experiencing what was built. Unfortunately, every time I got to experience what was built, it was what somebody else built, not my own shit. So one of these times, Casey, I'm going to have to leave you up in the booth so I can go stand on the sidelines and feel what the players feel like down on the field during uh, a seven Nevada football. Well, maybe during one of these games, we put you down on the field doing some sideline reporting. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get the I'll get the booger mobile down there and be rolling back and forth. Yep, absolutely. And um, gee, we had kind of talked a little bit, and I want to dive a little more into kind of your football background. Um, you said you had played basically every position, and that's kind of what you bring to the A seven FL is that you've played or to your team is that you've played every position on the field. So other than your time with the Insomniacs in the A seven. What, what other football experience do you have in the way of playing and in the way of coaching? Okay. Uh, well, I am from Vegas. So I went to Mojave High School and at Mojave all the way to, uh, from freshman JV to varsity. I played running back and uh, defensive end and also I played kicker. So that really, that takes me to different aspects of meeting different coaches and that gives me different knowledge bases of, you know, from offense to defense to even special teams and know how to put a playbook together with anybody that different type of uh, players that have different skill levels, you know. And also recently, which is, you know, uh, Coach Mike's not on the podcast, but which it would have been a shout out to Vegas Gold. But I've been playing semi-pro for about two years going on my fourth season, fifth season with the Las Vegas Saints. And uh, I've got to play fullback for them, play a little bit of outside linebacker and uh, a little bit of DN. And a couple of games kicker also, actually. Shout out to the soccer players. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you make a lot of soccer soccer friends playing kicker. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, you had a really nice segue for, for me for uh, what Coach Q is dealing with. So Coach Q comes to us because our boy uh, Dante Williams reached out. And he says, Derek, I want to put a team in a 7FL. 
I was like, man, I'd love to have you, bro. You know how to organize football. I've seen what you're doing with your six man. Uh, let's get it in. So he joins us up and he's like, all right, I'm here now. But with my situation, I think it's a better, better deal to have my coach run the team and I'll go back to being a player, even though I want to be involved in the GM role. So coach Q comes to us from the Sin City Snake Eyes as a coach taking over for a player coach and now putting the team together for himself. So coach Q, can you uh, elaborate a little bit on how that whole thing came together for you and what, what you're currently feeling about the whole deal? Oh, you're muted coach. Yeah, I had a lot of players playing for um, that I brought from the Saints over to the Govs, and they kept pushing me, pushing me. Spoke to Derek, remember Derek? Text yeah. back and forth. A couple coaches hit me up, and I said pass, pass, because you know I was focused on one team. But then when I seen the reality, you know, I said, and then you text me, and that especially after the uh, the uh, championship uh, All Star game that weekend. A lot of the coaches, I mean, the players were coming up. Come on, Kosa. So finally, I said, yes. You know, that's when I text you and I said, yeah, I'll take that team. You know, what do I have to do? What do I need to do? And, you know, um, being one of these new coaches, along with like Coach Jeremiah, you know, Coach uh, G, you know, we're all family. I know all these guys. I coach these guys, you know, and it inspired me to get out there and, you know, start to see who comes and whatever they don't come and they want to dedicate themselves to it. Cause I tell all my players, Hey, ne never no hard feelings for me. I'm too old for that jive play because I know you young kids love to play football, stay there. And when season comes, when you, you, you want to come, you know, my doors are always open, you know? So, um, and that, that inspired me to, to take on the lead and, Tay saying, come on, coach, you're the best coach out here. You can do this, do that. You know, all these players is going to be fun. You know, it might be our first year, but you know how to compose and recruit. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take it, you know, along with a, you know, a bunch of the other players. And, you know, they may not be venturing with me just to the fact that, you know, some owners of other teams just like to do their own thing and, you know, um, intimidate or try to coax players to you know uh, be cut off a team that they play for other teams so i you know i've told my players stay be happy when time comes we're always going to be brother brother brotherhood love you know so we're going to always break bread together but like coach g yeah coach g and i kick it i coach coach g right coach g yeah, so what, what what I always tell my people anytime someone says, like, look, I'm, I'm, I want to take a better situation, I look them straight in the eye and I said, you should always do what's best for your family. And if leaving me and my atmosphere it, it is what you think it's what's best for your family, I wish you the best. So go with God and, and good luck to you. Yeah, and, same with me. You know, but, but Coach Q, you, you, there's something that you left out of that whole thing. What is you that? and I, you and I had a private conversation. I'm not sure if I, how, how deep down the rabbit hole I want to go with this to put you on blast, but uh, you shared with me last week that you have a new special supporter now that you have taken on the A7 
coaching role that you didn't have the support of before as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I have your support, man. Coach Kelly, coach D coach Bartley, you know, God, we have breakfast together to kick it. You know, we're, we're a lot older, you know, there's a difference in, you know, younger coaches and players versus what we visualize in our, in our years, you know, and like me, I don't talk a lot about this, 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 and that, you know, I, I'm coming in as a new team. I'm not looking to, to go, you know, to the top, you know, over the top, like a uh, coach G, but guess what? We're going to be competitive, you know, and uh, we're going to do our best, but never count us out. You know, it's our first year, just like the last three teams that existed last year. I give them the props, you know what I mean? For being in the positions they, they were given, I don't know the whole scenario of, you know, about every playoff that, that, that uh, all the other teams that they were com- uh, competing with. But, you know, I think the eyes of everybody has your opinion, the eyes of the, the people that make the decision and put it on paper, you know, black and white. Those are the ones, you know, I respect. I have my opinion. You have yours. Uh, Casey has his. Uh, Coach Barley has his. You know, we all have our own our opinions, you know. So I leave it at that. And let's see what happens after this year. And, yes, be blessed that we, one of our teams, uh, go into the playoffs and into the championship and win that prize, you know. So it's, uh, it's all, to me, it's all about brotherly love. I never hate a coach, argue with the coach. I've never argued with players, you know. So, um, and Coach G will tell you that. Coach Jeremiah will tell you that, you know. So I'm that kind of coach that I'm kicked back, but I'm going to get it into your head. This is what's going to happen, you know. This is what we're going to put on the board, you know. So in black and white, that's going to be, you know, something that we're going to focus on and, and, and climb the ladder and get to the top. We're not going to go over the top. We're going to get to the top. We're well, I just love – I love that Dante thought enough of you to say, you know what, coach, you go ahead and win the $5,000 as the head coach who won the championship. I'll take a back seat and you can keep that money. Cause I don't know if that's what he knew he was saying, but that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, right. Yeah. Because, right. But don't count me out. You know, don't count me out. Yeah. It's going to be my, my first year. You know, I've got some good, decent talent coming. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, every coach is a, is a, you know, a student to football, right? We learn everything every day. We don't know it all. You know, I respect coach Bartley, you know what I mean? Uh, coach D, you know, and, and coach Troy in them. But I, my opinion, I've seen better caliber football than, than the force, you know, there's better structure, better caliber football to say, you know, the talents there, but I've seen that the East Coast has a better, you know, a better well-composed. And that's because they've had the experience behind them. And I, I kudos to uh, Coach Bartley, Coach D, and Coach Troy in the, uh, the force, you know. And it takes time. You know, it's their first year. Those other guys been together, like you said earlier, seven, eight, nine years. So you, what do you expect, you know? Right. So, so. Uh, Q, Q uh, one uh, final question before we jump to Jeremiah, because I know he's got practice tonight, and I want to make sure that we get him there on time. Uh, talk to us about your playing style. I know uh, G said that they're going to air it out, go over the top. That's why they're called over the top. They're trying to have a quick <laughs> hit off, trying to have a quick hit offense. What, what, what do you expect your playing style to be, or do you know what that is yet? <laughs> 
Oh, oh, um, depending on the material I have is how I got to compose, you know, my units, you know, my defense, offense, uh, special teams. So, you know, it it all depends. I have some good talent. I have a good quarterback, brought him a five-star, you know, uh, quarterback. Uh, He's got got every, uh, you know, all the the talents and and the um, skills that it, it takes to to play seven. You know, the fast, the speed, the distance, the, you know, the, the vision, the peripheral vision, you know, he's played college ball and, you know, and it's the local players now, other than the, the players that I've recruited that have uh, played collegiate ball that have reached out to me, you know, um, I have to, you know, a lot of these local players really have to be molded in a lot of things, you know, you see that there's only one or two, three eggs out of a basket or a, a couple of dozen eggs that, you know, has the best talent, you know, take uh, Coach D's quarterback, Rashad, you know, um, and a few other the other players. So, you know, I think that I'm going to bring out a, a, I like speed, you know, I like, uh, yeah, I love speed. So I'm going to bring out a fast team. I, I'm not too worried about the size unless it's defense so they can bring these uh, bigger guys down. But if I have speed, you know, which I'm going to have, that's going to be my uh, point of attack. So you're looking at a Florida, L.A. type, throw it around the yard, super fast guys with a lot of structure. Yeah, a lot of structure, very, uh, you know, uh, very good patterns, very good this, you know, learning how to, you know, identify what's, what's uh, in front of you. So, you know, and I have a quarterback that is, uh, you know, he's got the 60, 70, 75 yard distance, accurate distance, you know, and to tell Coach G over the top, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, Casey Casey has something. I was going to ask him real quick before we move to Jeremiah as well. You've had some time with the, you know, the eight versus eight style padded football. Do you think that's going to help you any, even though this is your first year, is that going to help you some, do you think coming into the A7FL to kind of have a better understanding of how the, the formations will work and how the play styles will work and how that oh, yeah. flow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot faster, you know, get to have a good, you know, you know, your offensive players have that, you know, the, the backfield has to have good peripheral vision, you know, and uh, good hands, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's a, that's what we're going to have. I, I think, we, you know, we'll do okay for our first year coming up. And my problem, my competition, the big competition is probably going to be Coach G and Coach Jeremiah. But, you know, don't count us out. We'll right on, Coach. Well, all right. So yeah, good. I wish you the very best, brother. Casey, you, you yeah, want to step over to Jeremiah? You got questions loaded up yeah. for him, or? Yeah, um, Jeremiah. I mean, you got to talk a little bit as well um, before the podcast. I just wanted to kind of dig into uh, what kind of coaching style are you going to bring to the A Seven FL, um, and what have you been doing? Uh, being a new team, what have you been doing in the way of recruiting, or who's been handling the recruiting on that side for you guys? Uh, well, Mike Howard is so doing all the recruitment. I was just appointed as head of the team to like team meetings and events and all that. But I guess as being a quarterback of the team, uh, 
probably try to bring some crimson tie football out, ground and pound and play action, go over the top. And what, what kind of football background do you have, Jeremiah, in the way of football other than some A7FL stuff that you did with – you said you played with the Vibe last season, and I remember you played with the Vibe when the Vibe came and played the Force. So other than that, yeah. what other kind of football experience do you have? Uh, I really come from a basketball background. Uh, I play high school football. I uh, play quarterback, receiver, cornerback, safety, kick time, start time. But other than that, it's been mostly basketball. I played in Spain a few years, uh, played college ball. I started playing semi-pro ball when I moved to Seattle, Washington. I played out there a couple of years, and then ended up moving to Vegas and playing with Coach Mike Howard in the Las Vegas Saints. So playing with Howard and the Saints, is that kind of how you stumbled upon the A7FL and got involved with the A7FL, or what got you interested? Uh, 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 G, uh, G, G, Loney, uh, G Sosa talking about A7. He, he invited me out to come check out a game. That's how that got started. So I'm, I'm going to jump in and, and tell the real story of how Jeremiah got involved. <laughs> From my perspective, anyway. So the Vibe tried to pull a fast one on us when they came up from Santa Monica to play in the playoffs. They were short oh, yeah, players, yeah, yeah. so they reached out to some cats in the area, and lo and behold, Jeremiah Reeves ends up their quarterback on that day after uh, they were ineffective moving the ball with, with the COVID in the backfield. So, Casey, I don't know if you remember, you right, know, they, yes, weren't, they, they were remember. not moving the ball yep. at all. They were getting nope. absolutely blown out, and then Jeremiah yep. comes in at quarterback. I don't know about the third pass. They were, they were in the end zone. So, Right, yeah. I absolutely remember. I said that to Jeremiah too. I was like, I remember he sent me a little clip. I was like, I absolutely remember you. You, you were the second quarterback. That's right. <laughs> you were the one that actually started to do stuff against. Yeah, the, they put the they horse. put me in in the fourth quarter at the last minute, but I, know I tried to make something happen with it, and it worked. Good job, yeah, coach. It, it worked so good. You ended up running your own A seven team three months later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good job, that. coach. <laughs> Mike Howard called me out of the booth and said, hey, you want to be in charge of Vegas Gold? I was like, what you mean in charge? He's like, you going to be the owner? I said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know nothing about being the owner, but I gave my best shot. Though. Well, and you guys got practice tonight, right, 630? It's really it's really A7 and 8, man, combined. So it's really, it's really all the same thing. Both okay. teams well, are playing the same thing. All right, look, that makes it easy, man. You guys can stay together and consistent all throughout the year. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. I'm actually wrong. I was going to say, lots of people. Yeah, I was going to say, if nothing else, that'll bring some continuity to the gold and make the gold that much more competitive because a lot of these players, if I'm understanding right, are already playing together on another team. Yeah, some must play with the Saints or Saints and Rebels, whatever you want to call it. We all, some must play together right now with those guys. Well, and that's a really nice segue into uh, uh, rolling over to Coach Bartley because I know Coach is in the lab, as we like to say. He, uh, on paper, had, went at game one, probably the best roster. Uh, D1, 
all-star that a guy that holds like every rushing and passing record in Las Vegas is stepped up to be his quarterback and the slot he had former former NFL guy and a guy who broke Shady McCoy's rushing records single game rushing records in back in Philly and those were his two stars one got hurt the second play of the game and the other one had to step up and play quarterback and didn't end up being able to be a receiver so Coach, all that being said, is is Derek Moore coming back and going to run quarterback for you? What's the plans for the season? Well, uh, it's quite simple. Have not heard heard back from Derek. Uh, And I'm one of those guys. I'm not going to chase after anybody. You know, guys, they're serious about playing. They'll step up to the forefront. They'll come get this work in, and we'll, we'll get it done. I, my, my best recruiting tools have been my players. I let them go out there. You guys got the experience. Y'all know what, 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 um, we bring them out here to the field. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are because that means you can give us money. That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com owners. That's a7fl.com owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. You know, as, as y'all see last season, you know, I pretty much just ran with what, what was given to me. And I honestly felt that I put out the best product on the field, win, lose, or draw. You were absolutely competitive in every game. Absolutely. What I don't understand is how so many of those turned into losses in the last, you know, the last waning minutes of the game. So, well, I can tell you exactly how, and because it's, it's going on. It's even going on today in the NFL. Bad officiating. But that's besides the point. You know, the one thing, regardless of, of the situation, as I tell my players, we cannot allow to the officials to dictate the outcome of our game. Yeah. Once you put it in the officials' hand, right. you've already done something wrong. So. Right. So that's somebody's background real loud. Got it. Uh, so, with that being said, you know the the dog the dog pound. You know, I got I got some new I got some new dogs coming to run with the pack. We're already grinding it out, and we're basically coming out to send a message to everybody. All right. So, any specific high level names that we you want to share with us or that we should know about? 
No. I was just getting ready. Same thing. Anybody anybody coming from the East Coast to join you guys or anybody coming from um, any of the other teams? I, like I said, no. I, I'm not I'm not uh, putting anything out there like that. Let's just say, I, like I said, I got guys who they caught, they, they're hearing about the pit bosses. They want to be a part of it. I got you guys said, who are angry. They don't want to go. And then I've had one guy literally tell me, I don't want to go and play with the with the so-called best team. I want to go to the next best team to beat the best team. Look, I, I grew up one of those guys. As, I, I grew up one of those guys as well, man. Like, look, don't just put me on the best roster you got. You tell me who the best is so I can show you that they're not me. And, right. and and wax that ass and run them off the field, then you tell me who the best team is that I put together, right? Right. And I, lo- I love at, that mentality. And after also, you know, also looking at things, you know, what made what our strength was the fact that our guys, um, they they bonded together. They spent more time encouraging and uplifting one another, as opposed to tearing another another player down. That's why we stay competitive. You know, I've started, I've started like, I, I give you a good example. When we went down to LA for the playoff game, uh, I started on the field with six players against their seven and was still putting up points with those six players because my guys were hungry and they wasn't going to lay, they weren't going to just lay down and, and, and accept defeat. So well, I will say, that, I will say over, above all, the thing that I appreciated about the the structure of your team was the overall togetherness and camaraderie of the guys. Like, yeah, they, absolutely, they were the only team I know that was hanging out before and after games. You know, they yes, go, they go have breakfast together on occasion. They'd invite me out, like, hey, we're all getting together down here at this one spot. We'd like you to come join us so we can talk about the game. I'm like. This is a really cool way to go about it, man. I understand why you guys yeah. are are raising the level of play because you guys know each other. You can, you know, get to the point where you can give somebody a look and you kind of know what they're they're thinking too. So, and you know, together, some, this is huge. Yeah, and you know, we we're branding ourselves as a family. We have to we have to act as if we are a close knit family. And with that being said, that's that's how we're going to continue to develop this program you know now going into this fall you know as I, I love donnie i love coach q you know g you know i think you're a talented guy on the field i haven't i haven't seen a whole lot of jeremiah on the field but i have seen you play uh, but i do got to make sure everybody understands that i'm sending a message to everybody and with the way I got got this camp going right now, and we're getting this work in, I just hope everybody brings their A game. Because I'm not taking my foot off the gas pedal. I'm there not going to officials yep, dictate my games. I'm going to take over. And I want to make sure the force catches wind of this because I owe them big time. Yeah, you, you and Matt got a little <laughs> shit talking uh, feud yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And right. 
and I had I had a little bit okay. of a conversation with Coach Bartley, and Coach Bartley, you said, you know, basically you did it at what you did, you did it 40% last season, mm-hmm. and this season you're coming 100% because now you've totally healed from your foot injury or ankle injury or whatever that was that you were trying to heal it's up from. Um, so so that they better be prepared. Um, yeah, they, 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 they really do need to be prepared. You know, they need to purchase whatever player they need to get. I could give two shits. Put your best seven on the field because I'm going to put my best seven. And I'm going to show you what, what comes out of the dog pound. So I see you try to slide that little that little shot in there that I don't know if anybody else picked up on it, Coach. You said you got to go buy whatever player you need. So yeah. basically you're calling them out for paying their guys and you haven't needed to do that. It's still competitive, right? Exactly. There you go. Shots fired. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had no bombs dropped today, but we at least have one shot fired. <laughs> Hey, I'm just going to – y'all know me. I'm going to keep it real. Yes, sir. All right, Coach. So, uh, in any uh, public changes and style of play that you are willing to share with us? That's, that's Casey's question, but uh, I want to make sure we keep keep it flowing here. Yeah. Let's just say that my, my, my play, my style of play, is going to be 100 times more aggressive than what y'all experienced this past season. So uh, – aggressive in what way in every facet of the game okay <laughs> offense defense special teams you name it i'm coming hard i'm coming fast all right tell those well, players to put on a big boy draws because it's gonna be a rough one all right well with that that is a nice segue into coach donnie we just recently had coach donnie on the podcast and I'm going to give him some shit because every time he gets on this thing, his phone is all jacked up and he's breathing no, heavy on the phone. So. I'm good. All right. He's ready. And he's My prepared. AC was in the phone. That's why I'm sorry, Derek. All right. So here we go. So, Coach. This you is Coach know, Donnie with the Insomniacs. That's right. You you know what Coach Bartley is about. You, I know Coach Bartley because of you. Yes, he's sir. Talking, he's talking a mad game right now. And he's like, well, first, you better be on like notice. I would like to talk about what we're doing different with the Insomniacs. I went ahead and I got a team of different people that are now doing my everything in the background when it comes to collecting funds, doing everything, organizing the team, making sure the players got what they want. I no longer carry everything by myself. I have a team manager. I got associates. I got people helping taking care of everything I don't need to take care of where I can concentrate on football. And now that was a major thing. That was my downfall last year where I was too busy trying to do everything else and not pay attention. And yes, I did lose six players and that's okay. It's fine. But this year's insomniac team will be a team to reckon. We will bring us type of play where we will come back with the old Steeler type play, but then change it up on you. And now all of a sudden we're the Mahomes of the Kansas city chiefs. I am bringing four guys from back East two that moved more than 3000 miles away. One of them named Rashad Davis and one named Marcus. I got another kid named James Dana, works in one of the biggest coal mines in the eastern United States, six foot seven defensive end, tight end coming into. Good Lord. I'll probably be the only team with five guys above six five. The recruiting there this year was great. Today we had 19 players there today. We did real good. We looked real good. All yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And the insomnia have changed. 
And, you know, you're right. Bartlett speaks an amazing game. He's an amazing coach. I love that dude to death. And you know what? I love coach too. You guys are my brothers and this and that. But Bartley, that's okay. Because remember, the only one else in this group that beat your ass was me. So don't keep me out of the loop. I'm coming <laughs> for you too. All right? Remember that. It's not over. Well, I'll see you on the field. I love you to death. We'll be friends. We'll eat. But when I see you on the field, bro, I'll make sure I bring my oxygen machine for you. Because it's not going to look nice when we're done. It's a different football. We're coming, bro. I love you, Bartlett. And Coach Q, that's okay, bro. I'm going to teach you something about the A7FL. You never learn how to lose. And it's coming. And it goes for everybody else. G, I love you to death. I respect you for calling me. Thank you. But go ahead and air it out, bro. But first, ask for me this. When you got three, six foot, the five guys chasing you, let me know when your quarterback lets the ball go. I'd like to know because I'm coming. Okay? I've done a lot of film this year. I've done it for months in the hospital. A lot of people know I've been in the hospital two, three months. I've been watching film. I've been watching the U. I've been watching everybody. I've been watching what tactics they've been doing. I'm a DC. I'm letting Rashad call the offense, and he's a type of old guy, new guy. So it'll be fun, you know? And my thing is this, after the game's over, I'll go eat tacos. My truck will be out there, and we'll have fun. We'll have the Pinoy Pitch truck that'll be feeding everybody after the game. You know, we'll all be brothers and friends like we should be. But on the field, it's going to be a different story. And I get it. That's all good. Hey, let's shoot the fire. But let's prove it on the field. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to prove it. There's no more talking so, from me anymore. So Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and Franco Harris at tailback. Is that what I heard? Yes, sir. Okay. Marcus ran a <laughs> four, three. Oh, and to be honest with you, three of my guys were all on, on three NFL practice squads, if you want to get down to the point. Even Rashad himself. So, like. My running back ran a 4-3 at this last pro date this last season. So we're hoping that the speed kept up and everything. Um, we got another kid coming out um, named Jeremiah coming from mid-Florida. He's supposed to be flying. These are guys that are committing to me so much that they're willing to fly over here and not care about pay or the flight. They're doing this on themselves. And they're seeing what the insomniacs are trying to build. We are trying to build a family and something they can trust and have fun with. There's not going to be no more boo-hoo crap all this crap and you know what that's fine hey the force you guys are amazing you guys did great you guys recruited amazing you know hey man you know you guys are great troy good stuff matt good stuff but i'll see you next season too come bring the film come videotape do what you got to do do what you need because you know what it'll be a whole different game when i play you believe that i'm setting up everything different by the time i'm done i'll have a 25 man roster so that's your target for the fall or for the spring for the fall and the spring 30. Okay. Sorry, Casey, go ahead. The spring 30. And I was going to say, and by my understanding, if, if I understood right in our conversation, uh, you've also been uh, on the recruiting, trying to recruit Antoine Hall as well. So Antoine Hall is the next um, Philadelphia Eagle football player defensive end corner that will be coming to play with the Insomniacs once he moves to Vegas. Uh, Derek, you know him, tall kid. Light skin played DN for us. Yeah, I remember. Stay with us, host. Yes, he will be here soon to play yeah. on Coach Donnie's team. Yeah, I, w- I was very happy to yes. retire before he ever hit me. Yeah, well, guess what? We have a good chance Mike Porch might be coming too. And if that happens, they're going to have problems. We got Mike Porch. I don't know if you remember this one. I, I, I do. One. I got another one for you Mike Ball, San Francisco 49ers, third string, but still he was on the team. He's coming out. He's a fullback. I don't, he will be I don't remember out. a Mike Ball. I remember a Monty yeah, Ball. He had, a, he had dreads on, 
and always okay. had his kids out there and ran fast as hell and had gold cleats. So when it comes to recruiting, guess what? I did a little, but guess what? I'm fine-tuning. Rashad does a little, he fine-tuned. Other guys do a little, they fine-tuned. I got another kid named Rashad Cooley out of Vegas, um, one of the one of the Las Vegas Trojans, number one best outside linebacker, um, defensive end, plays tight end and receiver, six, six and a half. That's another player of my player. So we're coming big, we're coming fast, we're coming prepared, coming new look, new jerseys. The reason why we're going with this light gray was not because we're trying to disrespect the league or the insomniacs. We're coming back with a new look and trying to say, hey, a lot of people didn't give us a chance last year. Now it's time for us to have a chance this year. And we're going to come and do something different. And if they don't like it, guess what? That's fine. They're in the game. I'm going to smash them out. And at the end, I'm going to feed you. So what's the difference? I still get my ass kicked one way or yeah. the other. <laughs> well, I feed you right. or you beat and, me. Other than that, I lose. And and I will say you make some damn good tacos too. So, but I don't know. You should ask in our phone. all these complaints I gave you. <laughs> wait when he's yeah, well, he makes in, damn good tacos but, because he learned how to he learned how to make them for me. <laughs> I don't know how to make ground. <laughs> so but, uh, but like I said, man, the insomnia. Yep. In our conversation, also, Donnie, you you kind of joking around and you said that you were the only one that almost gave Coach Bartley a heart attack during your games or after your games with all the recruiting you've done and all the big names you have coming into the league. Is your goal to give Coach Bartley a heart attack on the field this year? No, because then I'd have to resuscitate. I'm not putting my lips on his face, and he knows that damn well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I love Bartlett to death. That's my boy, man. Like, we've been through sick and skin, and we're going to run our mouths about each other every time because that's the competitive of us, you know? I don't know the Vegas gold, but I know what I'm going to do to the Vegas gold. I don't know if you're still here, bro. Yeah, I'm going to put the Vegas gold yeah. back in the mountains to sleep. That's what I'm going to do. You know, and whoever gets in front of me, it's going to be a different insomniac team. It's going to be discipline. It's going to be one play at a time. We're going to run a no huddle offense. So you better keep your defense out on the field. Oh, boy. These rest better be ready. Oh, boy. I'm coming. So, you Donnie, know? is that is that an official announcement? You're going no huddle all the yes, time? Yes, I'm going no huddle with Rashad. And Rashad says if he has to hold the rock 100 times, he'll do it and break another record. And this wow. time on the West. That means means conditioning. That means conditioning. Yeah, it does. Uh, Rashad wakes up every morning at 3.30 here. It's 5.30 over there where he's from. And he's at the gym till about 7 our time. From 3.40 to 7 on the gym, lifting and pool exercise. That's all he does all day is gym twice a day. Right, but right. Are, are the six, seven, three hundred pounders also doing the same thing? Yes, their car, their cardio's so, up. <laughs> the best thing about it is Rashad has wrote programs for everybody, and they have to videotape and show each other what they're doing. Cool, That's just beautiful. like today, they all worked out. None of them got tired. Not even Ramsey. You know, the only thing we got about Ramsey is he's dropping down about two seventy. Everybody picked him as a punk last year, you know, and you know they did rush two or three on his side, but he's threatening to come back with vengeance this year. He's coming back at two seventy and trying to do something. And lay people on their ass and tell them, you know what? I may be young, but I ain't young no more. I'm coming after you. And I thought right. it's your word against theirs. All right. So I'm going to hit you first, Donnie. We've got five coaches on this podcast tonight. Yes, sir. In a head-to-head seven-game fall season. Yes, sir. What do you project your record will be against your six compatriots here? Seven-game season. So somebody I'll have to play twice, right? Basically, two people. 
Yeah, well, I was, let's say it's going to be if we have all eight teams, it'll be a seven game season. Yeah, look, I'm gonna be truthful. If it's a seven game season, I'll go six and one. Six and one. Yep, and, and I only lose one in case because I do have four COs that are on my team. And that's the only okay. thing that's going to mess us up. But other than that, if we get the whole team there, then we'll be seven and up. Got it. So you might be short uh, a key player for for work stuff. Yeah, two. Uh, one of them is six foot seven. That's that's Rashad Cooley. Got it. But I mean, that's okay if we can figure it out and cover it up. Then we'll cover it up. But I'm going to say six and one. Just to all be right. <laughs> nice. So Jer- Jeremiah, you still listening in? I want to pose the same question to you. <laughs> Seven game season against the eight coaches we've been talking to and talking about. What what do you expect your record to be at the end of the fall? Uh, seven game season. No, I, I, I say like maybe five and two. Five and two. All right. Oh, that's pretty good. Five and two. I know, I know the pit bosses got a good look, a good squad, so they gonna be tough. Hey, I'll bring you a lawn chair and some iced tea. You can come to my practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got. The insom- Insomniacs at six and one, the gold at five and two. Coach Q, what's your prediction for the fall? Yeah, what's your prediction for the snake eyes? Hang on, he's muted. Let me see if I can unmute him. Yep. Oh, yep, he's muted again. <laughs> Coach Q. Coach Q, you're muted. If you can't, if you can hear me, Coach Press Q, talk. you're muted. We're not hearing anything. There we can go. You hear me now. I can, can you hear, hear you now. Are. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be. You know, since I'm a new team, I don't know what's going on here with players after the draft. I'm going to say I'm going to probably be admit I'm probably going to be down at the bottom. Probably win one, maybe two games if we're lucky. But uh, if it does any better than that, then uh, you know, good job for uh, the players and the coaching staff. You know, because uh, I see the high caliber teams, you know, and it's my first year. So I'm not going to bite off more than I can chew. And if I'm down at the bottom, then, hey, I'm still going to have fun and still be in the league. And I'm still going to give these guys hell. And by the way, Coach uh, Bartley and Coach D, I'll be the referee when you guys play, okay? Oh, hell yeah. Finally, we get someone that can call it right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on both of you guys' sidelines, right? Say, hey. You know, you, I don't know if you guys know. Let me give hey you guys, guys his I already, I already told Coach Bartley, how about we don't coach our team? We sit on the sideline in the middle of the end zone, drinking tea in a lawn chair and let our teams just play each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 Coach Bartley. Hey, That'd Jeremiah, be fun to Coach G. I, I don't like that Coach, idea. <laughs> yeah. Coach Bartley <laughs> is the number one man for getting to your brain. So that's yes, my number is. one rule. Yes, he my is. Number, that he my, is. My number one rule is going to be: don't let Coach Barley get into your brain. All right, just ignore him and let him point to the scoreboard. Yeah, well, that's, that's the best part be. about it. He doesn't know none of my players because they're all not from here. So that's the best part. He just comes out like, "Who are you?" Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about Barley, though. I am a licensed private investigator. Do y'all not realize I can find out information on any and everybody? That's my job. Hey, don't worry. What you having Daniel Packer? Barley not wrong. I know when you're on, when you got Daniel Packer, I know who I'm picking on. So get ready. It's my turn now. <laughs> All right, guys, you know what? I, I'm guys. gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. You know, <laughs> while I was, I, I took time off of my my vacation when I was in Africa to talk to Mr. Packer. Oh Lord. And 
he and I had a heart to heart because I've known him, I've known him for years. Talented player. Uh, his biggest issue was that his attitude overshadowed his his ability to play the game. Yes, sir. And I told him a large a lot of that had to do with the fact of the environment that he's that he was that he was surrounded by. And just like any animal and out in the in the world, if you introduce an animal to a different element, that they're going to adjust and adapt to their surroundings. So I told him, you come over with me, let me introduce you to an environment where there's nothing but positivity, uplift, encouragement, and hard work. And I guarantee you, your game will elevate to a whole nother level. Hey, coach, wait a minute, hold up. He was doing good until you got into his head. <laughs> I remember that. He game. was moving the ball against you, and then you started saying stuff, and then they, they took him off his game. <laughs> and don't forget, yeah. picture, don't forget the picture Nilo showed you the other day with your two guys standing that's, over him. I told you, that's he's why the we say. That's why we say Bartley is the master of getting in people's heads. Yes, he is. He, he'll admit it. He's he's the loud mouth coach and he likes to get in people's head and he likes to talk his shit. And that's cool. That's I mean, we need some of that in the league. So that's when Bartley says, I taught you everything, you know, I did not t- teach you everything I know. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We need the referees. To, uh... at, at the end of the day, um, like I said, my, my biggest thing is, you know, with, and it's not just Packer. It's, you know, anybody that comes into this camp, whether they're trying to go to the next level or they just want to experience the feeling of what it's like to win. You know, I want these guys to understand that there's a better way of playing this game. Um, And the fact that the fact that we do have, you know, families out there watching, you know, like I tell black guys, you know, I can help guys move to the next level if they're willing to put in the work. But you got to show me first. And if your attitude is overshadowing your talent, there's no room for you in my camp. That's a great strategy, buddy. Very great strategy. Look, as I've told, as you guys have heard me say a hundred times already, and I'll just say it again for the people who are listening to this podcast that haven't been around us. The only way guys in our league are going to get opportunities to go to the next level is if they show that they are good people. There's not a single XFL, USFL, NFL team that is going to allow you to come tarnish their brand by you being a knucklehead. If you can't be a good person and look like a good person on social media and keep the stupidity out of the public, you will never get an opportunity to make one of the bigger squads. And there's going to become a time in the course of the next two to three years where we're going to be at that level as well. So they're going to be looking for places to play and be potentially still stuck in semi-pro if they want to have gangs, drugs, and all that other shit on the social media. So everybody needs to clean their shit up, be the people that they want to be and not the people that they're stuck being and stop trying to be cool and be good. Right? So Exactly. I was going to say, I think think that was part of a conversation I had with Coach G or uh, Coach Q was, you know, Part of the reason he got into the A7FL, I think he said, was because he wanted to get away from what he called ghetto ball. Right. That'll do it. Look, I, I think I think every person who's played padded football in Las Vegas after high school 
knows what ghetto ball looks like. We've all experienced it. We've all been stuck in that environment and couldn't wait to get the hell out of it, even when you were winning. Like, people showing up to the field drunk, maybe they're talented and good, but as soon as something goes wrong, they get a hot head, and now the whole game is ruined. So all that practicing you've been doing all week, all for nothing because somebody got stupid because they were drinking in the parking lot. Like, or or they have their guns on them in, in the stands and or whatnot. And well, I don't know about they, any of that. But, yeah. Hey, Derek. A lot. There's a lot of that Derek. happening. Derek. Yeah. Yes, Coach. Hey, uh, we went to that game four weeks ago down to um, Los Angeles. Yeah. And the owner of the team came up to me and said, Coach, please talk to your players. We can't have a fight here. I've talked to mine. Every, every field in this county has been shut down. This is the last one. If, there, if the cops have to be called out, you know, uh, because of all the guns that used to, that happened here, even last week, we lose all these fields. And, and Jeremiah can tell you, G can tell you, they've gone down there. They had to postpone games because of, you know, gun, gun fights before and after the games. So they had to forfeit a couple games. And we have to take that out of this, this, and that's why I, I, you know, chose to step out and step down. Uh, I was with a good organization, you know, but it was time for me at my age, especially knowing I've been around this stuff a long time, longer than a lot of players, right? Well, coach, and, that's why, but coach, that's why you told me you came to A7, right? We don't, yes. to- we flat out don't tolerate any of that in yes. this league. Like yeah, that's exactly got, right. Got, guys may have that in their background, but they know they can't bring that shit to A7 and expect to be a part of this league, like period. You know, whoever you are off the field, we're trying to get you to understand how to live a better life and be a better person and be a contributing member of society. But on the field, we will demand that, right? We're yes. going we're gonna to help you off the field, become who you want to be. On the field, if you're not, you won't be on my field. That's just that's yes. just it. Like yeah. done it. Amen. Done it that's it. Amen. And that's just that's just a league and a division that speaks to a league and a division being ran the right way by the right people, by people who know what it takes to be successful in a football league and in a football division. So well, let's not get it twisted. I, I wasn't smart to enough the to the league and the division as well. Let, well, let's not get it twisted. I wasn't smart enough to come up with this shit on my own. I actually learned that from guys no. like like Coach Bartley. Like Coach Donnie, I watched them, you know, read guys the riot act in the past and they but, ran there. But that's the point. You've got you've got good heads and good minds around you that have helped you build this thing into being what it is and being as great as it is. So right. I, I know I know a bunch of great team owners, a bunch of great head coaches. It's the very first time I've been in the had the opportunity to spend time with league owners and league organizers at this level. And I happen to be one. So I literally just took all those things I learned from those guys and the things that they used to tell me when I was playing for them, or I heard them telling to their coaches as I'm trying to recruit them to come to our league. Like, yes, that is the platform that we need to be successful. And that is why we can end up on sports center. Like how many semi-pro games Absolutely. do you see end up on sports center for something, po- for something positive? Like it's usually Not some very idiot many. climate, right. Some idiot climbing in the stands and you know, some melee, like, our, our clips are right. great athletic feats or backflips and people having fun and, you know, the, the stuff that you want your family to come out and see. So we, we just got to make sure that we as an organization are always continuing to send that message out to our guys so that it permeates with them. It goes into their home. 
they teach it to their kids, their kids teach it to their kids. And we yes. through football Amen. can convert our community to be uh, uh, looked at in a better light. But I know there's some places, man, you're like, hey, we're bringing a football league. You're like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. We don't yeah, allow yeah, that Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So we, we want people to hear, hear A7FL. And they're like, oh, yeah, please. I mean, look, last time you guys were here, all of the uh, people who worked the front desk said they everybody was the best they'd ever dealt with. The cat, the, the waitresses all got bigger tips than they ever seen from anybody before. Like this is beautiful. That that's, that's the information I want coming out when we go somewhere. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right. Amen uh, to that. Jeremiah, we didn't get it. We got off on a tangent before I got to ask you your uh, seven game fall prediction. We got the insomniacs at six and one. The pit bosses. What's that? He was the second one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, Jeremiah. You were five and two. It was G that we didn't get, right? He, and he had to bounce. Yeah, it was G. All right. So who we didn't get was Bartley, right? Yeah. 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 Go ahead, coach. Handle it, coach. Well, you know, in all my years of football, I have never had a perfect season. Even with all the championships I've won, Show the I've ring. never had a perfect season. Show them the ring. I know you got it. Show them the ring. This, this is one of them. <laughs> there it is. There it is. This is, that, this is that national championship. All right. So for the people at home who won't be seeing this on, on TV, Bartley walks around with his national championship ring on his on his hey, wedding finger. Wait, wait which one? <laughs> those, those lollipops you buy over there at the the ninety nine cent store? <laughs> no, actually. Actually, the one that I beat you for in the Super 8. Oh, no. hey, oh. that's okay, but let's oh. talk about the one you played. Oh, that's fire. Hold on. the field when I went to San Diego to play in your ass, watch me on TV. These conversations are oddly specific. Let's get back to it, Coach. What do you but, anyways, you know, um, we do have some news after we can talk just like three minutes. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. There's more to discuss. I just want to yeah, make sure okay. we get these predictions All right, out. Cool. No, no, no. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I I am truly gunning for a perfect season. That's that's my goal. <sighs> I'm gunning for a perfect season. Well, of course. I think seven we're all and gunning. Oh, then. I think I'm, we're all I'm gunning looking, for a perfect season. What, what's your? I'm looking to go seven and zero. Oh. Period. Point blank. But Anything it, but is, it, is, it, is that is that your prediction or is that your your goal? That is that is that is what's expected. I'm going seven and zero. Oh. Okay. That, so now that oh, you said statement I am, made, I'm he's going out. seven and zero. There we go. Yeah. And anything less is un, un, is not accepted. Anything else yeah. would be uncivilized. <laughs> right. Right. And that's cool. I'll let there, you go seven zero and then whoop your ass in playoffs. That's hilarious. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Right. That is. Okay. <laughs> you remember this? I, I am the conniving though. one. I do like to hold shit back, coach. You know that it's happened. I know. Right. And you know me very That's well, right. too. You taught me and, a little. I yep. taught you nothing, and, so don't worry. I got you. And, and you hey, should I'm know me very well. Yeah, I'm going to flip the script on everybody. I'm going to get yeah. me a chip, and, guys. <laughs> he's going to get him a chip. You hear that? Um, yep. I'm going to get him a chip. Right on. All right. Well, uh, Jeremiah, you feel left out yet? No, no, no. <laughs> hey Jeremiah, I'm gonna go to your practice tonight and videotape, okay? Oh no, I ain't there. I ain't, I ain't there right now. I got my daughter. She at the. I'll love. be there at eight, bro. Don't trip. I got you. I'll be there at eight. Right, have a good <laughs> time. Right. Let me know how it goes. 
<laughs> All right. So, Casey, you have any uh, parting questions? Uh, no, not really. I think we've covered quite a bit tonight and um, got some good information out of all these guys. And I will say as well, I've already been in talks with these three. So there's a possible uh, Casey Cox, KHLC Internet Radio broadcast for the Lynx coming to that to that division and to that league as well. So, hell yeah. We've been trying to get Casey to move to Vegas, man, and we're getting close to it, even if we got to kidnap him. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't even understand why he hasn't do, done it yet, man. He's Everything coming. that he wants Don't to worry, do is Dave. out here. He's coming. Yeah, right. He's coming. Maybe it's going to yep. take you and me to get it done. But let, let me let me say this, because I, I got to get going. I got to meet up with uh, one of my fraternity brothers to check on a venue. But I do want to say this, uh, and this is, this is pointed directly to you, Derek. Yep. Uh, but I, I want to make sure everybody hears this. The fact that I appreciate you for the man that you are. I appreciate and respect your, your drive and the passion that you have for this game. Honestly, I wish there was a lot more guys like you who's willing to go the extra mile for this game. You know, you've been a man of your word. Uh, ever since our first conversation, and like I said, I I wish you nothing continued success. Well, thank you, Coach. Look, I can say the same for you, man. You you delivered on everything that you and I have discussed. You put together a fantastic team and a, a very nice situation. You you lucked out with what might be the absolute best team name in all of sports. Let me be honest. Oh, the, yeah, Vegas pit, the Vegas pit bosses. That's hard. That's hard to match, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's some good yes, shit. It is. Cool yes, it is. <laughs> but, but the I, Carson I, City Cannibals, <laughs> if approved, might compete. But yeah, that's, that's a damn good one too. <laughs> but <laughs> so I just want to say I, I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you letting me bend your ear every now and then. I know sometimes we're not on the same page on everything, but what I appreciate most about every guy in this group is when I have something to say, you guys listen, and I try to do the same for you, and then. After we have those conversations, we figure shit out together. And that's why we're successful. It's not because one person is going, you need to do that. No, it's how are we doing this together? What's the best, what's the best and, route for us to succeed together? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. And I, I believe it's I believe it's that continuity between us right here that is going to not only make us the self-proclaimed second best podcast but the second pod best podcast of the a7fl and believe me when i say i have to be the best at everything i do so i am gunning for that number one spot all right i want us to be the best podcast in the a7 i want to get you there casey this one this is going to be good yes all right gentlemen Well, we're in a, we're in an hour and a half, so I'm gonna Casey ask you to shut us down, and I uh, want to say well, thank I mean, you. I got I got something to say real quick too. Oh, okay, I mean, good, good. Um, if it wasn't throughout the years of what I've been through in my life, my family, me being in a hospital, getting sick, dying more than once. I mean, Derek will tell you four times. He's been there a couple times. Yeah. If it wasn't Derek for keeping everybody straight and my family straight, I wouldn't be here right now doing what I'm doing. Yes, I get it. I helped him out. I gave a little bit of mentorship towards him. But it's not something that I can say I did enough for him. I wish there was more I could do. But I really appreciate everything Derek Duncan does. Because whether you guys know it or not, there's stuff behind the scenes nobody knows about. And the A7 is just another thing because 
to tell you the truth, and I'll be a man of my word, is I never looked at football the same ever since Derek brought this league. I was done. I was not doing any more football until I got a pro team under my name. And I was in front of the IFL board to do something. And uh, he brought me back to life with the A7. And I 100% thank you for that, Derek. And uh, let's fucking kick ass and take some names this year, bro. I love you more, Coach. Let the the East Coast know, hey, this is Coach D. They call me the one-legged quick release. We're coming for you, (laughs) East Coast. We're coming for you, East Coast. We're coming, East Coast. If we had our way, we'd put one team in the playoffs. We'd put all four. We'd put four or five in the playoffs if we could. We're coming. Hey, Coach D. Good job, Derek. I appreciate you, Thank yeah. you, Coach Q. So, Coach D, real quick, the, the one thing that you can do for me in repayment is just continue to be an amazing dude, an amazing father. I try. Whether a game, it. I'm at a wheelchair, I don't care. I'm there. I know I'm it. sick as hell, and I'm there. I know it. You, t- you take care of your guys like nobody I've ever seen, and I, it brings me absolute joy to help you in any way I can. So, you just and keep boot, being you. The truck and I, is back open. Right. Oh, yeah. oh really? Truck. I was going to say. A truck. Yesterday, I was going to say. He takes a truck. I was going to say he takes trip. more care of more than just his own people. He takes care of anybody who comes out to play a seven FL football in Nevada on Sunday. That's, that's the way even out of that's, state. That's the way we Filipinos are, man. We take care of everybody. <laughs> you know, I'll give my last stuff off my back, bro. Just to make sure someone else can move forward, bro. And I'll take the heat. It's all good. But gentlemen, just to let you know, another announcement, you know, he picks is back in operation. We, we bought, my wife bought me a 20, 2002 Dodge Ram 1500. Oh, yeah. Uh, she actually cashed my coins and came out with 1600 bucks and gave the down payment three days ago. And now we have a blue truck in front of my house. Yeah. So the truck, place. the blue truck is going. Let the Elks Lodge know that I will be out there soon. I just need to get the, the truck lights work on. And once that's done, I'll be out there every meeting again. Yeah. Well, let me know the dates. My you, you know, I'll, I'll let them know what's up. Okay. That's but other I'm than that, I'm lunch, sorry for. Hey, I'm sorry for taking up everybody's time, but this is really emotional for me because in, in all reality, I shouldn't be here. And I'm still here. So there's a reason. And no, you, you, the yeah, exactly. You're, you're not, you're not done yet. No, I'm going to be good, coach. I'm not. Be laughing, 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 coach. You know what, though? Good. It's all good, though. But the only thing I got to say is, it's Sunday football. Vengeance! I'm coming! <laughs> there goes Donnie cutting the wrestling uh, promo. Uh, oh, shit. All right. Well, we still got Jeremiah <laughs> hanging out. Jeremiah, you, you're the only person yep. who hasn't said nothing in the last, like, 10 minutes. What, you got any parting words for us? I, I'm, I'm sure you don't have an announcement that you're putting together a brand-new uh, arena team, right? <laughs> uh, no, no. We, we, we still uh, recruit right now. Right on, man. Jeremiah, well, we're gonna have a good time on the field, coach. I'm gonna be, uh, yeah. you know, remember like I used to coach you. Now, you know, it's gonna be good, right, coach? It's gonna be fun. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be the starting quarterback this time, so the yeah, outcome will be yeah. a little different. Yeah, That's that wasn't up. my choice, you know. You know, that wasn't my choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, know what I, I mean. This was, was all news to me. Mike called me asking about it. I said, hey, I'll play too. I was going to play with the snake eyes, but Mike called me. So he did yeah. Tip, so I'm out. Yeah, right, Coach so Derek. Take- Coach Derek, so- he was going to play for me. 
Yeah. Well, ch- well, check this out, guys. I know that some some of the teams are having not a lot of great success of getting people out to practice. So you're not getting a lot of work. It would be it would be smart to have joint practices until you get into the like four weeks leading up to the season. So just so everybody can keep getting work and, and working on stuff, right? So yeah. I'm just gonna remind you guys that that's a good thing to do. Share a field, do a joint practice, and make some things hey, happen. Jeremiah, let's talk on yeah. that. Jeremiah, let's talk on that. I'm down, Jeremiah. Hey, uh, yeah, we can we can work something out with it. We can set a little uh, preseason game or something. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's talk out out of this podcast. Let's talk tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that tomorrow. Uh, we can cool. talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. buddy. Hey, involve right, me in that conversation. You two bring two teams. I'll bring my team. Perfect. Yeah, we, we can do that too. We can all line up and get at it. Yeah, we even yep. bring G out there. You know, I'm sure he'd be interested too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, Coach Derek, I know all these kids, and the kids have faith in me, and they know how I do things. I'm not, I'm not that drama coach, you know. I don't belittle any of them. I, I get under their skin. I boost them up, you know, and I try to make them better athletes and men, you know. So, yes. Jeremiah tell you. Coach G tell you. Yeah. See over there. And all their, all their players probably, right? Right, Jeremiah? Yeah, yeah. I think most of them know, uh, either play with the or probably know who he is. Yeah, see? So nobody nobody hates me. I, I never have oh, a no, player no. that's ever walked away from me. What's that? There'd never be no hate for Coach Q. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, man. Okay, Derek. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Josh, Coach Jeremiah. All right. All right. Well, we're still we're still doing a podcast. <laughs> this turned into a oh, conversation. Yeah, I thought, I, I, I thought we were right. 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 All right, gentlemen. Well, let, let, let's say goodnight. I appreciate the the way this ended. I love the the love and camaraderie. I, I want to say thank you to Coach G, Coach Q, Coach D, Coach Barley, uh, Coach Jeremiah, uh, and uh, the rest of the coaches who were not on the podcast tonight. I appreciate what you guys are doing, but I want to especially thank Absolutely. you guys who came on here today, uh, taking yeah. time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us so we can promote the league. So, yes, uh, Casey, so Casey with that, take us on out, my man. Yep. Thank you guys for being on the podcast with me. For me, I am Casey Cox. He is Double D Derek Duncan, the division owner of Nevada and minor football Hall of Fame in Doug D. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball.